In Focus on Ability, we get to know a person with a disability and highlight their many abilities in the workplace. If you're a Sydney or Southern Highlands business that could benefit from great staff, visit novaemployment.com.au. We acknowledge the Garrigal and Gadigal people, who are the traditional owners of country on which we record and honour their continuing connection to land, waters and culture. We pay our respect to their elders past and present. Just a heads up that in this episode we talk about depression and psychosis. If you feel that you need resources or support, go to beyondblue.org.au or for 24-hour free counselling in Australia, the number for Lifeline is 131114. Please look after yourself. So if you come look at the trays, you had to look at the instruments and this is a large tray. This has got four levels by the looks. Amy is going through her role here at Zimmer Biomet, where she was working up until last year. The office is pretty empty these days, with most people still working at home. This is the entry. This is Zimmer Biomet. That's the lunchroom, which was really But Amy's story doesn't start here. It starts a few years ago when she was working in procurement in a fast-paced, non-stop business world. I was working for New South Wales Health and I was doing Director of Supplier Development. Like, that was such high-pressure role. The hours were long, the politics within the role were tricky to navigate and the stress levels were high. So I started to develop hearing every single thought I had And that's the only way I could describe it. It was like, okay, I'm going to pick up my glasses. I'm going to do this now. I'm going to do that. And it's like, it was loud. At first, she didn't think too much of it. She put it down to the stress of the project. But eventually, it became obvious that something wasn't right. And I'm like, something's going on here, guys. My my head isn't working right. I need to leave. I left them pretty quickly and they're like, you should get some help. I'm like, no, no, I'll be all right. I'll be all right. I just need to get out of this pressure cooker situation. Um, I didn't know about mental health. I didn't know what what could happen. I didn't know what, what it actually meant. As her mental health declined, Amy started to push everyone in her life away and deleted everything in her life that made her Amy. I didn't want to be me anymore, so I deleted my LinkedIn profile, I removed every photo off um, Facebook, and I donated everything that I owned, and my ex-boyfriend at the time was going shopping, so he would be the one who'd go shopping and get food and, and things like that. During that year, Amy left behind any sense of reality. She stayed in her apartment never left. She thought whatever was happening to her, she could just figure it out on her own. I told my parents that I was I was doing a defence project and that I was going to be um, not able to be contacted. What happened was, it was a situation I was in so much fear and so much paranoia. Um, and I was going through auditory hallucinations. By this time, the only person left in her life was her partner. So I'm sitting on my balcony having a teleconference with entities and my ex-partner comes out and he's like, I can't do this anymore. 
It took Amy a few weeks to realise that her partner had actually left for good. And so I thought he was still in the apartment, just not talking to me. Um, I was still seeing him. When she did finally notice he was gone, she rushed out in search of him. So the voices in my head said, you've got to go find him, he's out. And as I lived right behind Taylor Square, I was right in the middle of Mardi Gras. And so Mardi Gras night, I walked out of my apartment. I put a dress on, no shoes on and no keys. And there was like people everywhere. And I'd walked out with my wand, a um, stuffed Jaguar teddy bear that my ex gave me and um, uh, various crystals. And I was like, okay, so if I show these to him, he'll come back and he'll want to be with me again. Um, but no, that just made me look even more uh, loopy. Eventually, Amy gave up. Overwhelmed and tired, she headed home to her apartment. But without keys, she was stuck. I snuck back into the apartment with some people in the lift and I sat outside my apartment for, I think, eight hours. Amy's neighbours were getting worried. I was crying and my neighbour called the ambulance and so when the ambulance turned up, I just kind of looked up and I went, oh, okay, okay. And I'm trying to, like, pretend like I'm normal, as normal as you can be with a wand sitting on your lap and a teddy bear. But this time it didn't work and Amy was taken to a psychiatric ward. And I was completely resistant. By this point, it was becoming clear to everybody that Amy needed help, but she still wasn't able to see that. They were trying to help me, but I didn't see it as help. Amy's doctors diagnosed her with psychosis. I I was resistant for the medication, but they said they were going to inject me if I didn't take it, so I'm like, okay, fine, I'll take the medication. I looked in the mirror the next day and I'm like, what the heck has happened? That was just the first realisation that something was wrong. Amy could see, to some extent, that she wasn't okay. So they did discharge me after 10 days. Once she was discharged, she went back to her apartment. With the medication to help, Amy managed to get by. She even found another job to a similar area in her old one. And for a while, things seemed to be getting better. But then she stopped taking her medication. And not too long after, she stopped going to work. They had to say abandonment of employment and they fired me. Amy quickly returned to the state that she was in previously. I was like in my second psychosis and the second one was worse than the first one. When that paranoia came in, I just called my dad and I'm like, Dad, you've got to come pick me up. And so he came, picked me up, and I grabbed hold of him and I just didn't let go. And, and so he took me to the house and that was oct- late October 2018 and then I didn't leave again. Once Amy was living with her parents, they were able to see just how desperately she needed help. They booked her an appointment with a psychologist who prescribed Amy with the right dosage of medication and started working with her to figure out exactly what was happening and to help her find a way to manage it. Amy was determined that she would work again and find a way to return to her own independent life. Oh, my family were amazing. But they would ask, like, so what are you going to do now? Like, maybe you could do something simple. And they said, there are these 
um, NDIS programs that you can go through because I was on the disability support pension. And I'm like, yeah, I want to do that. Let's see what I can do. Amy applied to Nova Employment for support and was soon lining up a meeting with Wayne, one of their support workers. When I first met Amy Renee, um, she did lack that confidence, you could tell, but she was really keen to get back into the workforce um, in something that wasn't so much so much high pressure. Yeah, we basically looked at an administrative role where there would be not too much stress. It would be more just uh, her sort of easing in back into the workforce. It didn't take long for Wayne to find a job that he thought would really suit Amy. Pretty much a, a job working for a, a company called Biomet. It was actually very, very suitable for her at the time and she was really, really keen. With Wayne's help, Amy applied for the position at Zimmer Biomet. And not too long after, she got it. The pizza ovens, which we fondly call pizza ovens, um, because they kind of look like pizza ovens. But this is where all the magic happens. The next step was helping Amy to get back some of her confidence. It was so nerve-wracking, but I knew... She was a bit anxious about driving that far and she didn't really know the area too well. So our business development manager actually accompanied her to the employer and actually drove her there and went the best route so that that way she could be familiar with the best way to get there. That support was amazing. Just sort of made it more relaxed because of her involvement and knowing someone else is there I didn't have to worry about am I in the right place am I late like it just took away all of those anxieties and concerns. We did that for the first week with her I think to sort of make sure that she was comfortable. After a few weeks Amy no longer needed someone to come in and check on her and a support moved to regular phone calls. It was good to have a checkpoint someone who was like looking out for me and so I didn't have to I didn't have to struggle on my own. From the start, Amy's manager Michael made it clear that he saw this job as a stepping stone, one that she could use to rebuild her confidence. Ultimately my goal for you was as much as I wanted you to stay here as long as possible, I could see that this was a stepping stone and so I didn't want you to become too comfortable just doing this. I was keen for you to, you to say okay I'm back, back to my best. I'm ready to apply for a new role. And I'm just like, wow, wow. He actually sees my resume and he sees what I'm capable of and not what I am presenting right now. And that just gave me such a, a boost. After a week, Amy was driving herself into the office every day. And it became clear that just like Michael had said, this was not a job that Amy would be doing forever. And eventually I sort of stepped up a little bit into more of the um, management of the information. So I was taking more and more responsibility on. And so I started to feel like, okay, I'm mastering the training protocols. I'm now doing the testing. I'm doing the Excel spreadsheet. I'm managing the third party um, software provider. I'm like, I think it's getting time that I'm moving on. And then out of the blue, an old manager of mine contacted me and he's on LinkedIn and he's like, I've got an opportunity I think you might be interested in. And I'm like, okay, tell me about it. So it was with two hearts that I got a text from you one day or emailed to say, um, I've applied for this job, would you be a reference? Amy's new job was back in the same field of work from before, but this time she was aware of the importance of staying on top of her stress levels 
and continued to rely on Nova for support when things became overwhelming. So those things that Michael set up to, to build my confidence really did it. And slowly, as her confidence came back, so did her old ideas and ambitions. And now, thanks to the support that she was receiving, she felt more capable than ever. And so I'm like, I've got this idea. And I told my partner, William, and he's like, well, you should do it. I'm like, but I'm scared of failure. I'm scared it won't work. Like, last time I failed, I, like, fell apart and had a mental break. And he's like, well, just do it in little bits. Like, prove little bits that it's going to work. And, and then you won't. Amy started with the first step and built a website. And soon she was getting requests coming through. People liked her idea. And it kind of got to a point where it's like, wow, I actually think this is going to work. Like I've got a patent, um, the website's starting to look great, the concept's coming together, there's demand, and I've also got people who are interested. So Amy made another big decision. This time it was to trust in herself, to leave her job, and focus all of her attention on her own company. So it's already one week since Amy stepped away from her job to focus on her own business. Already, she's got big plans. I've got partners, potential partners in in the UAE, potential partners in London. And um, yeah, it's, it's exciting. It's exciting times. That's not to say it's all smooth sailing. But now, thanks to Amy's partner, her parents and Nova, she's surrounded by support whenever she needs it. I had a meltdown on Monday, I've got to admit that. Monday was meltdown day because it was like, okay, suddenly I had all of the day to myself and it's like, oh, pressure, pressure, what do I do? I've got to get clients, I've got to do this, I've got to do that. And I'm responsible for paying people and it's like, oh my God, what do I do? And my partner was just really supportive and he's like, just take the pressure off yourself. It is amazing to come back to it and they say how lucky I am, but I, I think I'm lucky because I had my family support me. This is why we do the job, it's these type of stories. And now that Amy has her own business, she needs to hire staff. And she's planning to use Nova Employment to help her recruit. What led me to want to hire people through Nova is my own experience. I've had such a good role model in Michael for leadership and what it is to bring somebody up in terms of their confidence and capability. So I want to do that for someone else now. Yeah. Focus on Ability is brought to you by Nova Employment. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. For Sydney or Southern Highlands businesses wanting great staff, visit novaemployment.com.au.